be scared to live on one of those little islands, <laughs> right? There's so little, and looks like you know even a minor wave can just sweep through the country. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <coughs> Excited? Looks like on, on, on that on that side is a lot more uh, on that side there's a lot more people than on that kind of. <laughs> praise God! Praise God for His presence. Last last youth, Alex was talking about God's presence and. When he was speaking about it, I, I thought about our youth, youth that it's a privilege to have God's presence that you can experience for real, right? And that's, that's one of those things that you cannot ever earn, God's presence. My message today is going to be a heart that attracts the Holy Spirit. So we're getting close to Pentecostal day, and um, we're going to talk about Holy Spirit today. And may God help me and you, all of us, so it would be productive and God would speak and do something in our hearts. Let's just bow our heads pretty quick and pray. Hallelujah, God, we thank you for this opportunity to be gathered here and we ask you that you you would reveal your presence to us tonight, God. I ask you that your word would be clear, God, and you would touch our hearts, God, and you would reveal your truth more and more, God. You, that you would reveal more understanding, God, that we would understand your truth clearer, God, that you would draw a picture that's, that's going to just imprint, imprint on our hearts. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. A heart that attracts the Holy Spirit. You know, Holy Spirit is a, I would say, most mysterious person in the Bible and in Christian world. And, you know, there is a lot of controversies about that person. You know, in the denomination, in the church, it's often misunderstood and you know, even rejected in the, ch- in, in, in the church. Yeah, I, I knew about a person who said, you know, we, we don't need Holy Spirit, we, we got the Bible. We got the Bible and that's enough. And uh, we, we know it's, it's not truth, right? Holy Spirit, it's, I mean, we, we desperately need Him in our lives. Or some, some Christians think that Holy Spirit is some kind of experience, you know, some kind of feelings. And um, it, it, it even comes down to, you know, you know, if you had a goose, goose bumps, it means that that's Holy Spirit, you know. Like goose bumps is... Or, or praying in tongues. You praying in tongues, that's that's the Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> and uh, 
the truth of this is this the holy spirit is god he's one of the you know how do i say this he's like a part of triunion god trinity yes trinity and he is equal to father and he's equal to jesus in divinity and in everything he's not not smaller even like even even in a small thing and derek prince i like listening to derek prince he's teaching about the holy spirit is very powerful teaching and he is he is bringing this example about a, a person who who bought a who bought a map of a certain country and when he bought a bought that map you know people people offered him a guide they they said here is the map you can go like by the map and you can find the way through the map by yourself or here is the guide for you and you know a person picks up a, a map and he's like and it's it's all self explanatory you can just here is the road here here it goes and i'm i'm going to follow it myself i'm going to go by myself you know no guide needed and you know he starts his journey it's all you know shiny and grass is green and everything's good here is the road and but the situation changes and he ends up being you know in a dark place somewhere in a swamp you know these little frogs around him and he's in desperate situation and he cries out and calls on guide you know and guide comes and he shows him the the right way to get out of that and he gets out and you know the situation again is pretty beautiful you know grass is green you know shining and everything is good and he's like okay i'm good now you can go <laughs> you know and he and this shows us like the exact picture how we often live our lives so we we have the bible as a as our guide right everything explanatory words of jesus everything is simple but you know time comes and we we sometimes we end up being in dead, dead ends and you know we start praying we start desperately seeking holy spirit and he comes and he shows us the way and as soon as as we got out we we often forget about him some bible teachers say that holy spirit is the, is the most neglected person in the church so we often hear about him we often talk about him but do we really know him do we really have a relationship with him do we really continually walking with him so and as i said a lot of controversies like between um baptist church pentecostal and a lot of people just make this decision not to talk about it not to dig into it i remember i had a friend and we we were seeking god together he he was older than me a few, few years older and he was in baptist church and one time they gave him opportunity to to speak to preach and he came up on the stage and he started sharing 
about the Holy Spirit, how important it is to have Holy Spirit. And after the service ended, like a lot of people were offended because they heard it differently. They heard it like he was saying, you know, you guys don't have Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I, I believe you guys are not, are not like that. So you guys are all desperate, right, for the Spirit. So he's a guide and we need him desperately, not just when we hit the dead end, but when we're going. Because, you know, when you come to dead end in your, in your life, you waste a lot of time. You don't want to end up being in dead end. You don't want to go a wrong direction. So Holy Spirit is God, and He has a certain mission on earth. Just as the Father, just as the Son of God, He has a certain mission that he's, do, he's doing right now. And, you know, as pa a pastor says often, we live in era of the Holy Spirit. Now, the pe pe these 2,000 years, it's a period when only the Holy Spirit on earth. Jesus is, was descended to heaven after he fulfilled this mission and Holy Spirit came down. And he is doing his work all, all, all around the globe. And we, we're just going to go through some things that he's doing right now. So, Holy Spirit, uh, I'm going to mention a few things because it, it's hard to fully describe what he does. Right, because he is God, he pretty much involved, was involved in everything that that happened in creation and everything. But what the Gospels describe about the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, when he came down on his on, on disciples of Jesus, he gave them power. Right, so they they, they became strong, meaning that they the the weren't counted, counting their lives, um, how do I say this, uh, they, they, they were willing to lay, lay down their lives for Christ. Before that, they were hidden in, the, in, that, um, um, in that room, and they, they, they were afraid because the situation was hostile toward them, Right? They, they were surrounded by enemies. They were surrounded by people who just killed Jesus some days ago. And they were afraid and hiding and seeking God. They had no courage to step out. Just, it's normal. I mean, we're people, we're afraid of certain things, especially of, of dying, right? And they were hiding and after... 50 days when Jesus died and rose, Holy Spirit was descended on them, ascended, right? Ascended on them, and they received strength. They came out on the streets. They started praying, and this whole, this powerful revival broke out in, in Jerusalem. And people that once were, you know, traitor, traitors, like Peter, he, 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 he became very strong man and he was pretty much leading a revival 
So what else does he do? He he is a healer, right? He does supernatural supernatural things like healings, deliverance, and all supernatural things. Not not all. I mean, good supernatural things come from Holy Spirit. He's the author of it all. He he would heal heal people. He would deliver them. He would. I'm gonna read few few. I'm gonna read a passage from John 16. It's very famous. It's gonna be a few few verses. John chapter 16 and starting from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So Jesus, when he's saying that, he lists those things that, you know, describe the Holy Spirit. He's a helper, first of all, right? Do you guys need help sometimes? He's a helper, right? What else? Next thing, next thing is, he can convict the world of sin. And not only the world, he convicts everybody of sin. Right? Because we all have sin. And you know, lately I come to understanding that if it wasn't for Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be even recognized ourselves as a sinful person. So the, the thing that you recognize yourself as a sinful person is God's mercy. It's, it's the sign that sometime Holy Spirit touched you. You know, and I, I see a lot of people, they just drink, drink sin as water, you know, and it's normal for them. And they don't have a conviction of the Holy Spirit. N- nothing, nothing brings them, nothing brings them to, you know, to real reality of their lives. They, they do not have this conviction in their lives. So without the Holy Spirit, there is no, no chance to recognize yourself as a sinner and, uh, and repent, right? How, how are you going to repent if, you're, if you don't feel yourself like a sinner? So, uh, next thing, he he says that the Holy Spirit will speak truth. He's a spirit of truth. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So, at that time, disciples weren't able to embrace all things that Jesus was supposed to say. And... That's why we need Holy Spirit that guides us. It says in all truth, not just in some truth, not just like 
You know what I mean? Not just some part of the truth, but Jesus said He will guide you in all truth. So if if we wanna embrace the truth, if we wanna get to understanding on the truth, reading Bible is not enough. As Pastor was saying, it was last sermon, right? Last Sunday, he he said that even Bible can kill you. You know, you can read read some stuff in Bible and without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to help you, right? A letter kills, but, but the Spirit gives life. So we, we need not only the Scripture, but we need the Holy Spirit. And for me, it's an, advent, an adventure to read a Bible, you know, and being in this, uh, in this praying condition, condition of prayer, and you reading it, and you praying, and you feel like you Holy Ghost showing you some some things, and... It's like something, something interesting and very, very, um, how do I say this, very uh, cool to, to read a Bible with Jesus. <laughs> I had that word in, on the back of my mind and I was like, if I don't come up something, with something else, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> so... He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. And later it says that he's going to glorify me, Jesus said. So his his mission is to bring glory to Jesus. He doesn't take glory for himself. And it it is wrong to, according to the scriptures, to glorify the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there's some things, like basic things to describe Holy Spirit. Next thing is that Holy Spirit is very precious. He is very precious. And for me, you know, it's kind of scary to... to um, Call that's call, you know, um, something as a as a action of the Holy Spirit, which is might not be you know something that's Holy Spirit that Holy Spirit does. You know what I mean? You know some manifestations, and people say that's the Holy Spirit. And um, in Matthew chapter twelve, verse. Uh, uh, Verse 31, 32, Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven man, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven man. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age age to come. That's some scary words right here, right? And we can imagine like horrible people on this planet that those serial murderers, those very, very bad people of which we think that they, they don't deserve to live. And God is able to forgive them for, for those horrible sins that they have committed. But Jesus said, 
if you sin, if you blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, it's not going to be forgiven. In this age or, or in the age to come. And I believe a blasphemy can do a person that personally knew Holy Spirit. It cannot be some kind of stranger that didn't have a connection with God, that didn't experience God. If a Christian in his you know, right mind says these things, I, I, I believe it's going to be uh, as it described right here. And so in, in these verses we see that person of the Holy Spirit is, is very precious. It is so precious and you know, Jesus even says, even somebody speaks blasphemy against me, it will be forgiven him. But not in the case when people say against, against the Holy Spirit. So when, when Jesus died, it was 50 days. 50 days after he died, Holy Spirit was ascended on the disciples. So after Jesus died, for 40 days he, he would appear to his disciples. He would personally teach him, teach them. He would personally give revelation, give some kind of instructions and stuff. But when he descended, it was about 10 days after Holy Spirit came, came down, right? It was this period of time in, of 10 days of silence. So his disciples were praying, seeking God, and for 10 days. Personally, I, I believe that it wasn't a casual thing for, for God Father to send a Holy Spirit on earth. So it wasn't like, oh, let's send the Holy Spirit, let's just... And for I believe that for Father it was, I would say, touchy, touchy thing. And I believe that they had a like council together. They were discussing this thing. And Jesus said, I'm going to ask of my Father. So he was asking Father that he would send his, his Spirit on earth. So in Holy Spirit was, was ascended on, on disciples. And they receive him. And you know, when I was preparing, I was thinking about it. It's kind of stirred my heart, you know, and give me gave me more kind of understanding of who's who really Holy Spirit is. So when. You know the Holy Spirit in the Bible is described as a as a as a bird, as a dove, right? And when you think of a dove, it's like most harmless and the cleanest bird ever that you can imagine, right? So, and Holy Spirit was 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 described as that bird. And John was saying. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And a few verses down, he says, And John 
were witness saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. The Holy Spirit is like a dove. And I, and I don't know, have you guys met, met uh, like, did you guys see a dove in the wild or anywhere? Like, not, not the dove that, you know, in Russia on the streets, <laughs> eat seeds and stuff like that. Or, or somewhere in the, how do I say, kletka? In the cage, you know, who doesn't afraid of people. I've seen, I've seen some doves that live in, a, you know, these abandoned houses. And you walk in, you walk in the house, they're so, they're so, how do I say that, cautious or very, very sensitive to everything that you do, every move that you do. They, they're like, without, you know, looking at you without, you know, rest. And they, they, they very sensitive. And if you do something wrong, if you move wrong direction of or move too fast they just fly away they super super hard to you know come, come close to right and it draws me such a vivid picture of the holy spirit so he's he's like a dove that that is sensitive to everything we do to every move that we do in our life so do, do you guys want more Holy Spirit in your life? I want more Holy Spirit. And I, I believe there is a key to, to that. I believe there is a certain things that we, we can do that, that's going to attract that bird to us. Right? That dove. It says in the verse that I just read, it's saying that he remained upon him. So basically, he 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 was ascended on him, and he remained upon Jesus whole time that he he walked the earth. And this word "remained" spoke a lot to me because, you know, oftentimes, oftentimes we we have Holy Spirit and we experience Him, but does it remain on us? Yes, we're saved and we have a portion of the Holy Spirit that, you know, witnesses to our heart that we were saved. But does His presence truly remain upon our lives? Does that bird remain upon our lives? And for my life, the answer is no. Oftentimes, it doesn't remain for certain reasons. And so this person of the Holy Spirit is very gentle. He's a gent- gentle. He's gentle and very sensitive. At the same time, he's powerful. He's strong. And as Ramil was was saying that he rose Jesus from from the dead. You know, he's powerful and mighty. Do 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 uh, you know? powerful things and I believe a key to that to to have you know an abundance of the Holy Spirit in your life is a condition of your heart of our hearts what condition of our hearts do we have and in those two verses I'm going to read them again 
John saw, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the, the sin of the world the sin of the world so the word lamb describes the mission that Jesus took on earth so he was like a sacrifice but at the same time the word lamb describe, describes the character of Jesus Christ that 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 <clears throat> that's what he was he was a lamb and if you look at the lamb again it's, it's like most most harmless most like cute thing that you can ever see right so and like sinless not a predator not a <laughs> whatever just eats grass no meat so and there is another verse that, that backs it up. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Jesus said, I am gentle and lowly in heart. That describes a character of a lamb. So, and reading again from John 1, And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and He remained upon Him. So, so the dove was descended upon a lamb. It means, you know, Holy Spirit was attracted, or not to, uh, not, not, not scared of Jesus' nature, right? Jesus is a lamb, and Holy Spirit is a dove. Like two most harmless animals or animal and bird that, that you can imagine. So the, the character of Jesus, that what, what kept the Holy Spirit remaining on his life. This, uh, this gentleness, that softness in heart. It, it, it doesn't scare away that bird. It doesn't make him fly away. It doesn't make him being always... You know, always on the edge when he leaves. And, you know, oftentimes or sometimes I go through, through some situation when I feel like Holy Spirit is about to be offended in my life. Holy Spirit is about to, you know, depart. And I, I, I'm sure you guys experience that too. So... I am gentle and lowly in heart. You know, uh, if you if you careful to observe um, the church and like maybe your friends and like basically Christian community, it's not popular to have a lowly and, ge and gen gentle heart, right? It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool, man. You you like you're you're boring. You're whatever. You you can say it's weak. Anybody can, you know, tell you something and you, you don't fight back. Anybody can offend you or anybody can just, uh, you know, joke around you. And, you know, we'll, we'll learn how to, how to fight back. We'll learn how to, uh, how to talk back, right? We, we know how to, descend our, uh, how to defend ourselves. Isn't it true? Right? We, we, we know how to, how to stand for ourselves. We know how to respond correctly, right? 
that's that's gonna un un underline your uh, like personality and stuff like that and you know being gentle uh, being gentle and uh, lowly in heart it means that you don't have walls around your heart what, what kind of walls do we might have sometime it's walls of pride right I'm not like everybody else I'm I'm cooler I'm I'm special so it builds a wall around your heart next thing is what else next thing is some, somebody offended you right you, you, this offensiveness you kind of guard your 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 heart with some kind of rebellion you know that no nobody can hurt you anymore and we we build these walls sometimes you know separating ourselves because you know we live in a you know hostile world you know people people might say something people might do something and it it, it offends us but when you look at the life of Jesus he 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 wasn't only called a, a lamb right of god he was a lamb he he um, endured everything he uh, he went on the cross he wasn't you know going on the cross and uh, you know screaming at people like uh, um threatening them saying when i come back <laughs> i'm, I'm going to like do something burn you or whatever he 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 was led to the cross bible says like a lamb he was silent he was uh, he 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 was being led silent to to the slaughter right he he was silent even when he when they were whipping him he he wasn't he wasn't arguing with anybody so and to us as, as disciples he says i i send you as as lambs among wolves so basically he's saying i'm expect I, i'm expecting you the same from you i'm expecting you i'm expecting to see same nature in you because you know for for this world is it's not it's not something unusual if you if you're a tough tough guy or a girl that can you know fight back and stuff like that the world have seen that and but, but the the world sometimes oftentimes doesn't see this nature of a lamb that 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 can be silent when somebody you know spits on you when somebody you know tr is trying to offend you and even in, in in gospels jesus says if somebody um hitting you on one cheek you turn the other right that's that's the, what what jesus thought and so it's it's not popular it's not popular to have this nature in your life to 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 embrace this nature of a lamb in your life it doesn't mean that you are weak and everybody can just uh, wipe you, you know, the, f the floors and stuff like that. But it's something, uh, how do I describe this? 
it's something in your heart that doesn't doesn't allow you to to uh, to just go by you know a problem and and like how do I say this like being neglected to to your uh, to your neighbor and you know if you if you see a, a people of God like uh, for, for for me uh, John John not John David Wilkerson comes up to my mind and he was he was weeping many times he 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 loved to weep you know crying and stuff like that and you know why because his heart is sensitive because he was gentle in heart and some some things just made him cry like some problems made him cry and we read about david when you go through psalms you can you can see that he was crying oftentimes because he kept he kept his heart open you know it cost him something it cost him uh, that you know the closest people would hurt him as we read in in the, in the, in, the, in the bible plan that his own son his his own son son pretty much was trying to kill him and he never fought back he 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 was saying at the end when Joab killed his son he he was saying oh my son i wish that i would die for you so in that in that in that place you can you can see the heart of jesus real heart of jesus you know that that was making him, you know, talking this way, feeling this way. So, are are you guys ready to pay this price, to be open, to to be sensitive, to feel the pain of you know of a neighbor, and you know the benefit of it, you're gonna be close to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is gonna is gonna be something, somebody who's gonna be by you and he's gonna remain in your life. If you keep your heart gentle, if you keep your heart soft. And I've noticed in my life it's so so easy to to harden my heart by anything, right? But by the love of money, by the by the rebellion. And your heart comes to condition when it's just callous and so dull that you cannot feel his presence, that, that you cannot feel um, conviction, that you cannot feel what the Spirit wants you to do. And I, I work now with guys, you know, Christian guys who, who are born in Christian families, and they, they're listening to music. That has you know, that has that have like cursing words and stuff like that, like horrible. And I'm like, how could this happen? How could this happen to to somebody that was was born in a Christian family? And it's it's so simple. Once you harden your heart, once you once you build your wall, it makes you makes your heart hard. 
and you just stop experience his conviction his uh, his his presence and that's why you can stand in the worship and feel like a um, like a goose like you, you know what I'm talking about and water comes upon you and it just <laughs> goes all over you but you, you're still dry right and we don't want that in our lives And do not grieve, no, I'm going to read the other one. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in a rebellion in the days of, of trial in the wilderness. So it, again, it clearly says that you can harden your heart. And as I, as Bible describes the Holy Spirit, He's gentle. He's not gonna open open door with his with his foot, you know, with his leg. Come, open the door. I came, you know. He he comes like a gentle, quiet wind, and it's up to you. What do you do with it? Do you just do do you obey him? Do you follow him? Because Oftentimes, when he comes, he brings he brings conviction. First of all, right? It, that's what he does when he comes, because when when you have sin in your life, it separates you. It's it separates us from God, and that's the first thing that that's the first thing you know. Holy Spirit wants to take care of is that you 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 would repent, you would denounce your sins, that you would. Bring him up to to the feet of Jesus, that you would get washed by the blood. So he he first he leads to repentance. In another another verse, it's Ephesians four thirty thirty two, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave us. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So, we need to develop this, this nature in our heart nature of Christ, nature of, of a lamb. So it, it looks like it, it's a you know, weakness to have a heart like this, but in God's sight, it is the most powerful thing that you can do, is to bring your heart to a right condition. You know, and no wonder why we have, we have not not a lot of Holy Spirit in our lives, in, in our church. I believe that there is a lot more. But we just, we just put stumbling blocks on His way. We just put something that doesn't, doesn't let Him do what he, wants us, what he wants to do in our life and in our church. We bring our lives... 
to the right condition by living a life of being willing to always repent. And you know, it's funny f- for me, like how some Christian teachers say that you you don't need to repent. Can you imagine yourself not repenting a year? What can you imagine yourself? It's it's hard to imagine because repentance softens your heart. And uh, as Christian, we need to live a lifestyle, you know, repenting, truly repenting, you know, bringing our hearts to His feet and say, "God, I'm sorry. I hate that that part of the character in in my life. I hate that uh, that addiction." God, please, and this genuine prayer is like a is like a pounding of a hammer, you know, on that concrete stone. It, it hit, hit by hit, it makes like micro cracks, and then one day deliverance is gonna come. One day God's gonna do something in your life. Something is gonna click. So we we with. Let's never be tired of, of repenting before God. Let's never be tired, say, God, I'm sorry. Uh, never be tired of admitting that you, you are wrong. Never be ty- tired of confessing your weaknesses to somebody. It, it brings you to this right, right condition. Amen? So let's, uh, let's stand.